0: Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. yeah.
1: Thank you.
2: Hello, 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 good morning, good afternoon, good night, wherever you are in the world. My name is Clyde, the cold old Forrester, and as always, I'm joined by my co host and producer, Hillary the Fire the Sobers. Today, on the Yardy Skeptics Radio Show, season four, episode five, October 29, 2016, we are talking about sex and religion. What a combination! Do those mm. two have anything in common? Does one impact on the other? Oh my goodness, we are going into the holy of holies inside the bedroom this morning.
3: <laughs> well we are. Um, but you know, if you if you but I, I I tend to go with um I tend to go with, with Darrell Daryl Ray, um a perspective. Um he wrote the book Sex and God, How religion distorts sexuality. He says mm-hmm. in that celebrated book, all religions have something to say about sex, and it really coincides with scientific knowledge of sex and sexuality.
4: Uh-uh.
3: And um, uh-uh. he also says that religion is about restricting sexual choices in the interest of the religion. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I, I. And this is somebody who actually grew up in a fundamentalist home, but later broke away, and as you know, is one of. One of America's leading, leading secularist thinkers, you know, certain yes. on the issue of sex and sexuality. Himself as a psychologist, right. So, so yeah. So, so,
2: so, so quite an interesting perspective, and I'm sure that um, based on the comments that we'll be getting from our um, really special guest here, we have Dr. Carpenter, yeah. who has been on the Hard Skeptic Show before. She is a psychologist and a sexologist. Yeah. And we'll be having. Shanika Harris, who has also been on our show before. She's an IT specialist and proclaimed sex expert. Yeah, well demonstrated one,
3: <laughs> I would say. I
2: mean, Yeah, Yes. given so quite some interesting views on our on our yes, previous show. And yes, and yes. man, you know, if, if you, you did hear, you need to check that show out on the list of archived shows. And we also have David Willems, a longtime friend of the Yard Skeptics Network who is a Christian minister and, and Bible scholar and he'll I guess from the perspective of a Christian yes. about how Christianity and spirituality on a whole and religion impacts yes. on our, our understanding of sex and, and sexuality. Yes. But before yes. we get into that steamy discussion, we have a uh grab bag discussion. What did the grab bag this morning? Well
3: I, I I want to belatedly recognize um that you know the October is um is is breast awa- breast cancer awareness month. Um this, you know, it actually was founded well started in the US but I think has gone international. It's become an international health campaign organized by major breast cancer charities. Every October, to increase awareness of the disease and to raise funds for research into its cause, prevention, diagnosis, treatment, and cure. Um, as you know, I mean, just as a slight aside, um, research, or, or, or let's just say resources for, um, for, for illnesses um, that affect women, um, tends to be significantly less um, than, than those that affect men. I you know, yes. and I think that um, you know. I sometimes wonder if, if let us say, you know, prostate cancer, you know, was as much of a problem um, as a breast cancer is. Um, and I have to. Well, let me just qualify that because men do get breast cancer too. But right, yes, bit, yes, the, the, At the, the is alarming
2: well. rate. a alarming yes. rate. As, as yes. well, you'd be surprised how many men um, right. do indeed get breast cancer. Right. Um, but. I'm not sure what the screening procedure is, is where men is concerned
3: well i I suspect it's probably the same as as, as as for 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 women i mean I guess because we have less you know less tissue in area, it's easier to identify um you know lumps or, or masses you know that yes. um that, that that seems strange you know um i I, can, I mean i want to um use this opportunity to to really. Um, big-up survivors of of breast cancer, Um, I'm actually, at the moment, in touch Um, with a really really wonderful person um, at the moment on Facebook who is actually dealing with stage four, Um, but, I mean, has demonstrated a lot of courage and, and, and certainly has educated, helped educate me a lot about the nature of the disease and and, and its treatment and, you know, and certainly its impact, not just physically but psychologically. Um, You know, I I also should disclose that, I mean, I do have a particular interest in this because I do have an aunt who died of breast cancer 15 years Uh ago um, Mm. at the age of 52. Um, Yeah,
5: yeah.
3: You know, so, and uh, more recently I've had, you know, i have you know i've 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 discovered you know um you know a friend of mine who um his wife has just had a diagnosis, so you know' you know it's something that is let us say close close to my head and to my heart you know
5: yeah yeah um, yeah, yeah. You know,
3: this whole business of 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 breast cancer i mean things have come a long way you know from what I've read in terms of you know treatment options yeah. um, you know, but there's still a long way to go. There is some controversy in the area, um, that I've I've, I've discussed, that I've kind of you know, that's kind of read about. I mean I've been kind of vaguely aware about but I've read a bit more that um mm-hmm. you know, there is some because what happens is that there are some companies, some corporations that are very that, that, that are very you know, put a lot of resources, you know, right. into breast cancer awareness um months. But at the same time some of them um, are also involved in manufacturing chemicals and and other things, which show a link between yeah. breast cancer. Um, so right, there's a right, kind right. of of dissonance, you know, between you know manufacturing of, of of chemicals, which show a link, while at the same time publicly supporting charities that are focused on
2: curing yeah. the disease. Right, you know? right, right, um, right, right, right.
3: So wow, um,
2: I'm I'm seeing in the chat room now. Shanika is seeing um, a close friend of hers. Died two years ago from breast cancer, and she was twenty-eight. Wow! You know, yeah, wow. and and it's it's these kids really are the shots, you know. When people die, um, so young. Just last night, a friend was telling me that he his boss, um, died at forty-six years old just recently, like last week or yeah. something, mm.
5: from cancer, right?
2: And uh, apparently, when she found out, it was metastasized. Uh, metastasized,
3: yes, yes, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah and I mean the, the, the public education campaign I think is, is quite extensive um, you know quite ubiquitous I, I, I'm not sure there's a way that you could go and a doctor will tell you that you need to have a regularly scheduled mammogram once you reach a particular age and so on mm-hmm. um, but but for some reason sometimes it goes undetected sometimes you, you, you miss a checkup or two which is why the last time when I went to the doctor, I I was like, you know, listen, man, tell me anything, you know, anything yeah. additional, you know, just tell me I'm fine. Is there? you yeah. Sure, you can find anything that that is lurking mm-hmm. in the yeah. background or anything like that. So she's like, no, Mr. Forrester, you're good. uh um, yeah. You know, you you're, you're not at that age where we need to start cancer screening and all of that mm-hmm. because I was ready to pander mm-hmm. and cough and bend over and, and you give it. Because yes. it's, it's, it's scary, man. It's scary. The last thing I want to know is that um, because I was negligent or something like that, uh, no. it goes undetected and then it's, it's too late. So so things well, like those are particularly scary. I know scary they're
3: preventable. In fact, as you mentioned that, I mean, I can think of somebody else who's, I mean, this is slightly different. I know the focus on breast cancer, but just in terms yeah. of cancer screening, I mean, I certainly know of somebody who um, whose father um, died of prostate cancer why because there was just absolutely no way that he was going to be allowing any medical profession to be doing any kind of digital probe of right. his prostate um, okay
2: and, and of course I'm, I'm guessing that 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 probing is he in, in his mind is far more painful than what chemotherapy
3: well you know but it's, it just goes to show you you know how suppose, calcified, perhaps, some of our attitudes um, are, you know, with respect to, let us say, that part of the anatomy and the idea of yes. any, anything being inserted, you know, what that signifies, um, you know, so, you know, I mean, I certainly know, certainly of contemporaries of mine, I mean, I mean, I'm over 50, I know of contemporaries yeah. of mine who have never had their prostate checked,
2: never, and I'm like, what? are you kidding me? What? I'm serious. <laughs> uh, I'm serious. As soon as I get to that stage, doctor, if you happen to drive a truck up in there, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, I, I just don't want to have to go through that, right? Because I've I've heard the stories. I've I've, I've seen mm. the kind of um, pain that that mm. people are suffering cancer go through, and it's horrendous. You know. yeah,
3: it's horrendous. Horrendous, Um Actually, I I just to switch back to back to breast cancer, I mean, one of the things that um, women often complain about, and I think with justification, I mean, obviously, I mean, I'm saying this with empathy, is um, the, pro- the mammograms. Um, right. The prospect, the mammograms tend to be painful. Um, in fact, Alice, my wife, always, always says, you know, um, you know <laughs> I think some justify was snark. You know that the mammography machines were clearly, um invented <laughs> and designed by men. <laughs> <You know>? uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, because, but I've always, but, I, mean, but I, I I imagine,
2: always, I imagine that yes. as the years go by, we'll yeah. have, have less intrusive and more comfortable ways of detecting. This is mm-hmm. one of the things that comes out of cancer research. If, right. if not a cure. At least uh-huh. um, other methods methods to quickly detect the the disease and and so on because um, I, I'm not particularly sure how near we are to a cure. It, it it seems as if we've made far more scientific and medical success with HIV uh-huh. that we did, you know with what appears in the media and so on. You know, it's, I, yeah. I have read the medical journals, but it it would seem as if the the research and the kind of advances in HIV. Uh-huh prevention and treatment Mm -hmm. have kind of outpaced that that where cancer is concerned
3: yeah it's hard to say it's hard to say because bear in mind you have different types of cancer um even breast cancer i mean there are different types um you know so although we could talk in global terms about breast cancer but you know each one can be can be is is different um you know so for example I mean, I remember when my aunt was 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 diagnosed. I, I recall that she was diagnosed as one that was particularly aggressive, and it was related to her age, you know, mm-hmm. and her age. um You know, whereas perhaps you know there are other types of cancer that are are less um, less aggressive, you know, right. um, and perhaps are more easily treated, you know, by mm. by relatively um, less invasive. Um, yes. or or minimum. You know, so example, a woman, you know, may be able to do a, do a lumpectomy, um, right. you know, followed up with with, with 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 you know moderate chemotherapy or radiation, and that's it. You know, as opposed yeah. to you know, um, as opposed to removing removing the breast or or doing a double mastectomy. Um,
5: right.
3: So it, it it varies. I mean, what's interesting, you know, you have. Um, you know is the role of genetics because i think you remember i think a couple yeah. years ago angelina jolie did a double mastectomy based upon a genetic right, right. Or risk of, of 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 breast cancer
2: um, i think she's done a, a, a hysterectomy as well
3: I, you know i can't recall but you may be right but you know yeah, but i know yeah, this is yeah. certainly one of the one of the things that um you know one of the steps that that some Women are, are, are choosing to do. I mean, it is obviously not something for something that you 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 just get up and do. I mean, I, I can't be, begin to imagine, you, mm-hmm. know, um, you know, the thought process um, yeah. that goes into into that. It, just to go back, I'm now seeing that Shanika Harris is telling me that that um, was it. Her dad has is almost sixty and never has never had a had a, had a prostate exam <laughs> examination, and her uncles and granduncles are all opposed. Yep. Unbelievable, um, yeah. I, 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 I mean, I followed. I mean, once I hit forty, I mean, my doctor was like, okay, <laughs> time to yeah. check it out.
2: Right, and and you know, we can easily tie that um, that kind of aversion to a prostate exam to mm. whole religion had impacted sexuality. Yes. Right? Yes. So, so yes. The, the, the particular brand of Christianity had yeah. no. Yes, uh, yes. You know, it's, it's off limits, you know, once, once, you with the anus. Yes, uh, yes. Fundamentalist yes, religions yes. have erected a cross to safeguard the anus.
6: Right.
3: Of,
2: yes. Um, yes. Our Jamaican persons, right? <laughs> so,
3: yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and,
2: yeah. And so. as a result, we, we have this kind of craziness we where prostate exams is concerned. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate.
3: Yeah, no. I mean, you know, I've always... i mean, I've—I I've, we're, well, we're, we're running out of time. But I've always said to to Mandy, I mean, it's a joke. I saw. I said, look, you have nothing to worry about unless you feel two hands on either cheek. And that you know.
5: really <laughs> <laughs> <What? laughs> have nothing
3: to worry about, you know, you know. I so. know. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All <laughs> oh, <buddy>. oh,
3: <laughs> oh, oh,
5: right, goodness. well
2: let's go for our first I break and then when even
3: we come back all. we'll bring back our we'll bring our guest on to talk about um talk about that's
2: really we have um, both guests. Uh, so far, Dr. Carpenter and Shanika Harris are in the studio. I'm going to see if I can get a hold of David Williams I'm not sure if he's rushing from a church service now. <laughs> yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm here with sexual healing. Let's get it warm in here, people. Stay tuned to the, mm. we'll see the show. Stop. Hello, hello, yeah. hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Skeptics Radio Show. I'm Clyde, the cool dude, Forrester, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host and producer, Hillier, the 5 the sobers. Today on the Skeptics Radio Show, we are actually looking at sex and religion, yeah. a topic... That is, you know, quite a controversial one and quite a a controversial combination. And I think we've touched on aspects of sexuality and religion in the past in in different configurations. But today we are dealing with the topic full frontal. Right? No, no So to speak. (laughs) So to speak, right? Full frontal, we are going to lay the issues out, spread evil, and um, you know, really Dive headfirst in, into this topic. And we have our uh, first two guests who joined us. If, if, if anyone who is on Facebook, who is in contact with David Williams, please send him um, a, a quick notice. I tried to earlier, did get a hold of him um, while we're here, if somebody could send him a quick notice. Yes, man. Sharon that's already helped us, us with that. Yes. All right. Thank Go you, ahead. Sharon. All right. Thank, thank you very much, Sharon. All right. So we are bringing in Carpenter Shanika Harris. Dr. Carpenter, Shanika, are you hearing us clearly?
7: Yes. yes, sir. And oh, here all your mix all your mix.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
7: <laughs> all right. So we're going
2: to we're going to start with Dr. Carpenter. Doctor Carpenter, you've been on the show before. But what could you explain for our guests? What exactly is a sexologist? What do you do? What do you study? And what do you have to offer to uh, the public and to persons who come to seek your services? What's a sexology? Okay. All
7: right. So first of all, I like to say that everybody's a sexologist. Because as long as you have an interest in sex, you're studying sex. Whether you're a kid studying your own sexuality, thinking about touching yourself and the pleasures, or you're an adult engaged in sex with another person. Sexology is the study of sex. A Mm -hmm. clinical sexologist is someone who is a diagnostician. So you have to be able to diagnose and treat clinically persons who are having sexual difficulties. And yeah. these difficulties could range from vaginismus, which is the inability to um, receive penetration to Correct. what we now call a sexual anorexia, the unwillingness to participate in sex at all. Mm-hmm. And it could also be a, a sex uh, problems such as impotent um, erectile dysfunction, etc, etc, etc. A whole range of them that are not right. actually physical problems, but psychological problems. Most sexual disorders are psychological. So being a psychologist first yes. really does help in the treatment of sexual disorders. Um, yes. You rarely find a person who are sex therapist, certified clinical sex therapist, will not be a psychologist before. So okay. It's a postdoctoral qualification usually. Ah. Okay, 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 okay. Well, let, let me put
3: to you, Karen, let me put to you another quote from my, 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 my guy, Daryl Ray. Um, mm-hmm. Because as you mentioned, and, I mean, and, I, and, and I'll follow up with a question, he says the sex drive is so powerful that only the most drastic psychological and physical means can control it. These means can be classified as religious sexual terror. Yes, I, I wonder, <laughs> when I listened to you, I wondered whether or not uh, you've had to deal, you know, with refugees or victims of religious sexual sexual terror. Yes. Sexual um, refugees, yes. Yes. Um, um, and how certainly. do you, I mean, what's the process? I mean, you know, or what do you, or rather, what have you kind of found? Obviously, you know, without giving away confidence. Mm-hmm. But what are yeah. some of the. The sort of pathologies, um, you know, dysfunctional patterns of, of
7: relating to sex that you found that, and how do you, and how have you been able to successfully treat them? Sure. And Hilary, it's yes. interesting that you began there because I imagine during the course of our conversation mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about one of the greatest sexual deviants mm-hmm. in the church, and uh, Saint Augustine is the person I'm speaking of. Yeah. Who was mm-hmm. deeply troubled by his own sexuality, yes. which is why we're. the uh, refugees, mm-hmm. among them, the biggest category for women, are yes. uh, women who suffer from vaginismus. Well, really? I've had several, I think, more cases of vaginismus than is normally seen in a population
8: really? while
7: practicing in Jamaica, because I used to say to people on here, that I would treat vaginismus free, and I have done so. Really? So I've had many, many cases of vaginismus. Usually a strong religious upbringing is part mm. of that problem. But Interesting. the classical case of vaginismus is really one where someone has been molested, uh, victim of rape during childhood, and yet I find cases where neither of these things have taken place, simply mm. a very heavy religious overlay Yes. that has... I, I, I say that, you know, when we play with a machine, if you're going to be a Christian and you say no sex before marriage, don't tamper with the button. Yeah. Yeah, you put the car in first. Well, yes. the body's like a Ferrari when it comes to sex. and you take a Ferrari, you put it in first gear, second gear. You yes. put it in third gear and pull up the handbrake. Yes. And then you slam your foot on the brake inside the car and put it in fourth. Yeah. So you want to have petty necking. All kinds of explorations, but no penetration. I don't think that Mm. works. I think you ruin the machine. So we Uh have cases where men and women have engaged in sexual activities above the waist with very little activity below the waist except for cunnilingus. And then when it comes to penetration, there's Uh a huge problem. They practice to Uh fondle each other, excite each other, play with each other, sans penetration, without penetration. Uh And so when a penis and a vagina get involved, Mm. Yeah, the car, the
2: car and can't
7: go into fifth gear. It can't. It's not in the Yeah, it's not because the brakes work.
9: No, because in fact, either the gear. man loses, yeah.
7: either the man loses his erection, which is erectile dysfunction, or the woman clamps down and the first thirds of the vagina shuts like a like a, a metal door. Wow. And no oh. penetration oh. can take place. And, and, this, and, is and this, this is a automatic, Karen. Totally psychosomatic. Most of those cases come to me from gynecologists. Wow. Or from the couple that have got married in church and yes. they realize they can't consummate the marriage two, three yeah. years into the into the marriage. Yes. And then three years into the marriage, I've found five years, three what? years, I've found couples that are a year into the marriage. Um that's that's healthier if I can get them earlier. Yes. But it is a challenge. It's a massive challenge for that person to be able to consummate the marriage, and you can imagine the knock-on effect of depression in the man. Yes. Then yeah. hit the erectile loss because the person with a low libido always wins, you know. Yes. Nobody yes. wants to rape yes. their partner. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 Well, yes. I, want,
2: I want to jump to Shanika really quickly because um, Shanika, you have called yourself a sex expert. I am looking at research it was done some time ago saying, uh, and makes people more likely to believe in God but Shana, as far as I know you are a sex person you don't believe in God how is it that you aren't achieving this kind of spiritual I'm so attributed to any kind of anything right like is that the case Anika tell us what has been your experience in that regard
9: I, couldn't, I didn't hear the first part of your but question. Clive, you're broke about
2: okay. it, so you, you know, might want to say it okay. again. So Shanika, I'm looking at some research here that's saying that um, having sex increases spirituality and um, causes people to believe in God. But as far as I know, Shanika, you are a sex um, you know, quite involved in sex and understanding sex and sexuality, but you're not a believer in God. What is it that you aren't getting that kind of spiritual high? From six that the research is talking about is it just hogwash? what sort of are some of your thoughts uh, on that?
9: <laughs> well, that's the first time I've ever heard of that research um i i, I don't know i have never heard of that research before i i feel like um i don't I don't think the two have anything to do with each other uh so i don't i don't know maybe yes. it's I, I didn't even know that I didn't believe until I started, you know, listening to yeah, the Skeptics and uh, Skeptically Speaking. <laughs> wow yeah. maybe you and Hilaire and uh, Sharon and Ali broke me out and <laughs> I would have achieved that spirituality, that level of spirituality, yeah. but you guys completely destroyed that for me. Oh my oh
2: goodness. goodness. We're so sorry about that. boo Boo-hoo. We
9: are.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Boo-hoo. But, uh, um, what, what makes you consider yourself a sex Shanika?
9: I'm sorry, could you repeat that for me?
2: What makes you consider yourself a sex birth?
9: Um, it, okay, so let's use another word, let's use sex enthusiast. So, um, sex right. <laughs> yes, yeah. so I feel like owning my sexuality, um. Not being afraid to go out and explore uh, sexuality, uh, sexuality. Um, that's what makes me, you know, I explore a lot of different areas of sex and sexuality and um, intimacy, so I feel like that gives me room to speak on my experience. It might not be on a professional level, but there's a lot of experience behind the things Mm -hmm. that I speak about. Yes. Well, if I may follow up with that,
3: if I may follow up with that, I mean, in terms of, you know, drilling down on experience, um, again, and you know, pardon me for again going back to Daryl Ray, but Daryl Ray says, certainly in his book that I mentioned earlier, that fear is the foreplay of religion, and <laughs> I, I wonder whether you have not found that to be also the case um, when it comes to sex and perhaps sexuality. Um, I mean, in other words, or or, or maybe maybe let me may frame it this way. I mean, do you find in your in any of your encounters that this fear that's associated with with religion um, is somehow somehow you know um, is a stimulant or or or, or, or let us say um, encourages people to be quote unquote transgressive? You know, um, and then maybe go into a kind of of retreat into guilt. I mean, what's been your
9: experience
3: um, in dealing with with this dimension?
9: Um, my experience is quite the opposite. Um, okay. The fear that stems from religion or uh, being a heathen, or you know, right. something, you know, experiencing something that's taboo,
8: mm-hmm. is
9: what drives sexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, is what drives people into these dark rooms. Where right. um, they don't exchange names or they don't exchange personal mm-hmm. information, right. uh, uh, but they explore their sexuality. It's mm-hmm. you know, it's it's kind of the stigma associated with it that makes it so ex- exciting. Yes, yeah. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if that's mm-hmm. what you're asking, but that's that's been my experience. Right, yeah. right.
2: Well, Shadi, I want to ask. Um, well were you ever like a, a Christian a, a believer a religious person uh, did you in church and, and were you involved in religion and spirituality and, and how did you handle your um, sex and sexuality at, at, at that point while you were a believer what were some of the questions that were going through your mind how did you resolve um, these questions if at all um I don't I don't
9: believe I was ever a believer per se um, like many like most Jamaicans. In church, you know, I used to get beaten when I was younger because I used to put on um shots and marina under my church frock, and instead of going to church, I went to play football and then I would get beaten. So I was never be- mm. really big on religion. I went to church because I was forced to, I went to church because I had to. My parents you know, forced me to go to church, so I went. Yes. um, so I was never really big in church, but um, I started exploring and started. <laughs> watching like at a young age so mm-hmm. um, it, I was always conflicted about what I was being taught or what I was learning um, in church and what I was seeing and what I was attracted to and what I was what excited me um, right. but mm-hmm. I was never a believer yes. per se yes yes okay, yes.
5: okay.
3: alright let's go back to Karen Karen, yes, I'm going to come back mm. to you with a question from Alison irvin sorber that just came in.
5: <laughs> Hi, all, Ali.
3: Yeah, <laughs> are all religions hostile to sexuality, or is, or is it just the Abrahamic three?
7: Okay. Um, All religions do not have the same approach to sexuality, mm-hmm. because not all religions are formed in the same way. Um, yes. Judaism, for instance, has a very positive and mm-hmm. encourages good sex. The best mm-hmm. sex you can have is on Shabbat. Really? And a child can see on Shabbat. I would is a never blessing. thought so reading Leviticus. <laughs> well, you see, no, but Leviticus uh, is one of the five books, uh, the Pentateuch, right. that um, constitute the Tanakh. Right. And the Tanakh and the Torah are guides. They're mm-hmm. not taken literally by Jews, except very Orthodox Jews, and a majority of Jews are not religious. They're cultural, so that's where it's coming to. Cultural and um, lifestyle religions, I find, Mm -hmm. tend to take a different approach to uh, sexuality. Mm -hmm. Uh, We tend to be exposed to the extremes of those religions rather than the middle, which is more normative in terms of social behavior. Social interaction. So we kind of hear about, um, you know, is uh, extreme Islam and extreme Judaism and orthodoxy um, in all of these religions. Yes, and the right. Religion to take the same approach. Mm. Look at Buddhism, Hinduism, Confucianism, you know, these lifestyle religions. Yes.
3: Um, but are they? I mean, but are they? But would you consider them to be kind of sex-positive
7: religions? I mean, in other words, well, certainly Judaism is sex-positive because it's in fact one of the grounds on which, if you're following Talmudic mm-hmm. law, um, yeah. a woman can get a divorce. It's called a, a get. A yeah. woman can get a get by going to her rabbi and presenting a strong enough case for why mm-hmm. she's not being properly pleasured um, by her husband. Right. Right. And mm-hmm. even in kosher sex by Shmuley Boteak one of the most famous uh, sort of TV rabbis, mm-hmm. Rabbi right. Boteak talks about kosher sex, and he talks about the fact that sex is for the woman, mm-hmm. and this is a Judaic principle. Sex is right. for the woman. The woman right. ought to have an orgasm during sex because it means that she is then being pleasured properly, mm-hmm. and if she's pleasured properly, procreation. Sexual uh, sex for pleasure as well as for procreation. It's not for any one right. or the other. Right. Yeah. But so if I might just add different to different that, ways. but if I want to mm-hmm. add to that, though, I mean, don't
3: you find that many of these religions, even those that are supposedly sex positive, you know, mm-hmm. are very heavily heteronormative in orientation? So, in other words, I, well, I, I'm I, not. I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm seeing, for example, you know, religions that are, would be open to 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 same-sex intimacy. Okay.
7: or three ways, or... Let right, me address that. Yes, address that because mm. I've written a little bit on this mm. uh, along with Rabbi Dana Kaplan yes. for the Jewish Chronicles and a number of articles in Judaism and sexuality. Mm. And we, again, must remember that all of these religious groups, even the three Abrahamic traditions, have sex within them. So we have our Orthodox Jew on the far right and our Uh, Orthodox, um, Muslim on the far, right? But there's some other groups. For instance, Mm -hmm. today you will find conservative Judaism but on the modern Judaism which is um, the sort of Judaism that's called progressive Judaism, right? right? Where Mm -hmm. you adapt because Mm -hmm. the point is it's a very personal thing. You also adapt to the Mm -hmm. times, adapt to the change. Uh, Attendance at synagogues is not uh, necessity. Mm-hmm. If you wish to, you go. It's much more important to understand how it affects your personal life, and that's with with all. Yes. You know, nobody's taking a roll call to see if you turned yes. up or you didn't turn up. And yes. the, ceremony, <laughs> the the service itself is really more of a teaching right. um, situation. It's it's rather boring, I think, for people mm-hmm. who don't ever go. They yes. expect a lot of pomp and ceremony. Yes. No, it's not at all yes. like that.
9: Right, so, yes, right. there are
7: lots of same sex rabbis, even. Mm-hmm. There are, same, there are really? female rabbis. Yes. Mm-hmm. There are female rabbis and there are churches that welcome all sexualities, including right. transgenders. Right. Uh, as the a synagogues. And, mm-hmm. and we really talk about the congregation. Cause the right, right, right. Yeah? But there's a very positive view of sexuality that doesn't see sexuality as sin. For okay. instance, sex and sin don't go together because the concept of sin. Right. is not the same as in um uh what should I say Christianity.
3: That yes, notion
7: doesn't exist yeah, yeah. the same way. Yeah, but sin basically yeah. means falling short of the mark. I mean so I mean um it's, as I it's understand talking it. about, yeah so so if you think about the fact that there's a constant rabbinical tradition of questioning the particular action in the particular context at the yes. particular time yes. then you get a sense of the Uniqueness of each transgression. Yes. Yeah. It's not a blanket. Oh, you did this, therefore. Yes. Those things yes. tend to center around like um, how the service should be conducted or something like that. But personal conscience is very much recognized.
3: Yes. 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 All right. We have to go to our next break. Um, so, um, Karen and Shanika, please stay on the line. I will be back right after this.
2: Yes, um if, if anybody as I said is con- in contact with Damien Williams or any other Christian we'd like to get a Christian on the, the, the panel as well um here, might to the show are a Christian and would like to call in, feel free to do so. Our number is 924 nine seven four nine you could alternately go on the show page and 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 connected us via the skype interface um, yeah. you know according to the carpenter the rabbinical tradition where sex and sexuality is concerned ensures that the woman receives her pleasure and we're going to play for your spice or something like it stay tuned to the other skeptics radio show <laughs>
0: jump, a Blan a man we like a what me pump, pump And the body and I sit down on the bed. Boom, boom, so tight, so my man don't fit it. Phone, take a picture, yeah, that's your fit. Wait, tell them, yell them wine, yeah, them cave Yeah, pull it's and I catch it, and the beat me does a drop it. Oh, me throw it, and I slap it, and the gong like me, I map it. Oh, me suck it, and I pop it, and I wine it, and I lap it. Take a picture, you fit, up it, yeah, smoke it, but crap it. And... Yes, I feel me like it. Bring your body
5: come and make me ride it.
0: Me am a boss wine My legs together to a way to combine Tear out me grind bin, me back broke me spine Can a And not girl can't do them i a wine with me designer
5: In <laughs> out know me pump pump, From the body me a wine And a
0: Pound the body and I sit down on the bed. Pum pum so tight, so my man don't fit it. Phone take a picture, you have your bed fit Tell them, tell them, why you are them cavalcade. Pull it and I catch it on the beat. Me does a drop it, throw me throw it and I flap it on the gong like me I'm it. For me talk it and I pop it and I wine it and I lap it. Take a picture, you fit snap it, face book it, but crop it. Yes, I saw me like it. Bring your money, come and
5: make me ride it. Ride it like a bike it.
2: Welcome back to the Yard Skeptics Radio Show. Oh my goodness, that was spiced with something like it. I can yep. see the fire breather so much on my FaceTime uh, video interface. He was broken, broken out and he of people. <laughs>
3: oh yes, man. Oh
2: Lord. Oh yes, man. Oh my, my goodness.
3: Hear me now. I have to ask Karen. I have to ask Karen yes. in fact more Asha as Nica too. Right? No, Karen. It's mm-hmm. correct to me that, that 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 in certain respects, certainly and I'm thinking primarily of, of Christianity because that's the religion I'm most familiar with. You know, that mm-hmm. that, that much of the theology, you know, mm-hmm. has I would say um pornographic undertones or subtext.
5: Okay. Mm-hmm.
3: Let me tell you. So Christianity has themes of bondage,
5: uh-huh.
4: <laughs> Um
3: pain, mm-hmm. and, and and I kind of wonder whether whether it isn't in and of itself, even although in some respects it claims it claims to be so antipathetic, you know, to to sex for carnal pleasure, whether it isn't actually a source, uh, an imaginative source, um, you know, for 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 the imaginations of those who are inclined towards, let us say, BDSM, you know, the mm-hmm. whole notion of a crucifix and people being nailed, you know, that 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 might, for example, be you know, translated in the 21st century as I don't know, nipple piercing, you know, genital yes. piercing. Yes. I hear where you're going with that. So I, I'm just kind of wondering mm-hmm. whether to what extent you see, I mean, at a the theoretical and certainly at a mm-hmm. clinical level, religion or religious themes as kind of fueling, um, let us say, right. sexual imagination.
7: Absolutely. Um, let, me, let me declare my hand um, yes. up front. And I'm going to declare this part of my hand, not all of the fingers, but one. Um, <laughs> mm. I went through a, a personal period many, many years ago yes. of doing Bible studies.
5: Okay. I spent two
7: years in personal in yes. spiritual direction with a Belgian yes. nun mm-hmm. um, who had worked with the gypsies. As a gypsy, I felt that it was important that she understand me, and um, I had to be part of the charismatic movement within the Catholic Church. Yes. I was trying to make one decision. Yes. Am I a Christian? Am yes. I even slightly uh, similar to? When they put the definition in the dictionary, would they include a picture of me? No. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. through that process, and I think this is very important when you're making a big decision in your life, when you're rejecting something, to be yeah. absolutely knowledgeable about it. Right. So I went through every single translation of the Christian Bible there was. Yeah. And at no point did I ever have this notion of Jesus as Savior. So I was okay. troubled that I never got it. I Mm -hmm. couldn't get it. Something in my mind just couldn't hold that. Mm -hmm. All right. So that said, let me say that I've I've scoured religious history and continue to scour it because I find it very interesting (coughs) because I think it is one of the greatest acts of psychology there is. If we understand how religion controls our mind and our spirits and our intellect, then we'll understand a lot about ourselves as individuals. Mm -hmm. I am troubled and I'm, I'm going now segueing to say I am troubled by that religious ecstasy mm-hmm. that is the notion of flagellation, sackcloth and ashes, and mm-hmm. oh, yes. hair suits, because there is a kind of perverse, sadomasochistic pleasure
3: right. that, that is
7: derived, whether imaginary mm. or in the physical, um, yes. from piety. And we're mm. not talking about uh, being religious, no. And we're not mm-hmm. talking about being holy or moral. We're talking right. about that right. religious observance that's, that's noticeable to others. Mm-hmm. We go out of our way to show that, boy, no makeup, no earrings, no jewelry, no this, no that, no the other. Do you kind of Yes, there is a kind of perverse pleasure.
5: Mm-hmm. So
7: when I think about um, people talking biblically about the, the body being used in ways mm-hmm. that it's not um, designed for, Mm-hmm. I believe that the body is not designed for that kind of repressive sexual energy through religion. Mm-hmm. I believe the body is designed for that sexual energy to be expressed through yes. sex. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And yes, I yes. consider that a perversion. I really do yes. consider that a, a, a serious perversion mm-hmm. of our mental state. Yes, yes, yes,
3: yes, yes. No, I, I agree with you. But I wanted to also, before I get to Shanika, um, also ask you you know whether in your clinical practice you know whether you have have encountered you know this this, this sort of i don't know fusion if you will you know between you know the, these religious themes and and the expression or as it were
7: deformity of, of sexuality yeah. well obviously and we okay. do experience that as clinical persons, and if you're working with any kind of sexual dysfunction, Mm -hmm. one of the questions I've learned to ask, because when you're trained overseas, Mm -hmm. you're not necessarily encouraged to ask questions about religion, because you want to keep church and state apart. (laughs) I've learned to ask the question, are you religious? And then please explain that to me. Right, so I want right. to know what the person's worldview is of religion and what role religion plays in their life right? so that I can understand their mindset towards sex and sexuality. Because right, often yeah. I have to untie those knots. Right, 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 right.
3: Okay, Shanika, I want to come to you. I mean, same, similar question, I would say. Um, in, uh, as, a, as an enthusiast, you know, have you encountered this kind of conflation or, as it were, collision? You know of these the, these um, subtextual, um, I would say, pornographic themes in religion, um, in the expression of sexuality.
9: So <laughs> I want to reveal my hand too. So since yeah, we are doing the review. please do list. yes, please. Uh, so I was a a kind of a dominatrix for a little while there. Uh-huh. Um, oh my gosh. Mm. Strangely enough, a lot of the, the men that I came in contact with were ultra-religious. Really? Um, exactly. Yeah, exactly.
7: exactly.
9: From Extra- all religions or just mainly Christianity? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh. I've encountered other religious men yes. but majority were Christian and I'm right. talking about pastors, preachers, deacons. Really? Wow. Yes. Mm. Um who had these fetishes, the the same ones that you you know, the being tied up, the being um mm-hmm. stomped on the pain, the bondage. Oh, um yeah. and it, it it is very reminiscent of the things that you read in religious books. Yes. But I, I found it very ironic that these they go into churches every Sunday and they preach against these acts. These mm-hmm. acts they consider, it, you know, satanic or demonic. And mm-hmm. then these are the same fantasies that they want to live out. These are the fantasies right, that right. they want to explore. Um, yes. So I think yes. there's definitely, like, some kind of a fusion between Right. sexual exploration and religion. Yeah. Yeah. Can I ask one follow-up, question. one follow-up question, Shanika? One
3: follow-up question, Shanika. And that is, um, in any of your experience, did you find that many of these religious men um, were either consciously or not, subconsciously, you know, seeking to be, quote-unquote, punished, you know, for their, their carnal desires? In other words, was this a way for them to kind of expiate their sins? you know, of of, of the
5: flesh.
9: <laughs> um yes. Actually mm. I don't know, um have you seen what is it called? It's not Angels and Demons, the other mm. one, the one before that one. Yeah, uh, by the movie by da- okay. So by the Roll. the priest the you know, he kept on punishing himself yes, for the Da Vinci
2: Code. Right.
9: The Da Vinci Code, right. Mm-hmm, so he yeah. was punishing himself for um these sinful thoughts or whatever mm. he perceived was sinful. And in a lot of cases it was the same thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of these men that I encountered would have these sessions in the middle of the week because yes. if if you know, if it was done on the weekend they then they couldn't show up to church. What right. they desired was so painful. well mm-hmm. um and it was like they're they were repenting for something. Um yes. they were they wanted to be punished. They yes. It was a lot of stuff, but they wanted to be punished for whatever they perceived, whatever sinful act they perceived they had committed, or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. You know, yes. so yeah, it, it is in a lot of ways connected.
2: Yeah. Therapeutic.
7: I, I guess so. Yeah. I um, mean, I, I, if I might. If, um, Karen, here, yeah. It yeah um, a little bit before, we were talking about similar types of um, responses. and yeah. You're quite right. What let's call let's call reaction formation. Okay. Yes. Yes. i and heard that. And we're seeing that. a lot of reaction. For, uh, we're seeing a lot of reaction formation right now in the U.S. election. Yes. Uh, there's no one who is more respectful to women than I am. Right.
3: Yes. All right. I
7: gotta do is just take a couple Tic Tacs and I kiss them anytime I want. I grab their mm-hmm. genitals, etc. Right. That's right. reaction formation. so when we have that part of ourselves our shadow side that we are not happy with Mm -hmm. because it doesn't conform to our ideal self we have a notion of who we really are and then there's a person who turns up in the dominatrix room, in the dungeon in the playpen and we want to say I am not this person Mm -hmm. it has to come out somewhere
9: so we tend to be
7: over emphatic using Mm -hmm. hyperbole in yeah. our language about the extent to which we're not like that yeah, we're yeah. Also more condemnatory mm-hmm. of people who are like that ourselves. Mm-hmm. that's what the sackcloth and ashes was about and yeah. the whipping of self the flagellation right it was right. to get rid of the demon of lust right. and that's wow. the of thing again a man who lives in 354 to 430 and we're still following the teachings of a man who was a priest, who had a concubine, who had yes. a child with the concubine, yes. who was tormented by sex, and says that his parents should have married him off early that way he could have an outlet for his sexual desires, and woe me because my parents didn't marry me off early Right. this is right. where we get this teaching with sex as sin this is when it entered the teachings of the church yes. in yes. the 4th century it is yes. now 2016 yes Yes. <laughs> I don't
3: forget
7: subtraction. It is yes.
3: yes. very enduring. But to um, so that um I mean just to, just to to add to that I mean I, I, as you mentioned the, the the August Augustine I mean I'm also thinking of the words of Paul um
7: uh, who I a think as bachelor a yes. Roman and a Jew a who yes. never had children we must question that yes. not just that he did not marry but that he didn't have children right. here, I know I'm continuing but Maimonides, in the 4th century, in the same time that Augustine would have been alive, Maimonides yes. writes in uh, um, the Jewish text, he says, a man who arrives at the age of 20 and mm-hmm. is unmarried is a problem to himself and to the community. Wow. Okay, wow. so let's yes. say that I can extrapolate to these 12 guys running up and down at the age of over 20, right. uh, preaching their particular brand of gospel. Okay. Yes. And men who are leaving their wives to go and follow a band of folks. Which is mm. so anti the custom of the of the people. Oh boy. Yes. Well maybe that's <laughs> that. we, we, we
1: really need a culture. <laughs> maybe they were having their own bath yes. bath barf- 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 really, set up from there. Because the guy
2: they were following. Yeah. Jesus. Jesus to 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 the better of my knowledge, Jesus never had any kind of sexual experience. What quali- what would qualify him? Who uh, sets so, up? Who sets up? Uh, it 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 but, is but, never so, mentioned.
7: Well he's Jewish. Yes. They're they're there. Yes. and he's Ju- Jesus is not a Christian I wish people would get that through their heads Yeshua right. was never a Christian uh-huh. so if he's brought up in the rabbinic tradition there's no celibacy in, ra- in the rabbinic tradition uh-huh. the notion of being celibate doesn't exist that's uh-huh. a Catholic Christian tradition uh-huh. so by the age of 20 he would need a wife and a wife there is not go to church and have a pastor say something. There are four what phrases that you need to, to take a wife. You don't even need a witness. But 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 okay. But in the you absence are, of a wife, in the absence, no, in the absence of a single uh, wife. Let us declare
2: A single wife. Because people people declare that uh, Jesus born, was born and he died as a virgin. Mary. Don't be ridiculous.
7: Um, cannot... <laughs> was a
2: virgin. Mary was a virgin for her entire life. No, no, life. no,
7: no, 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 no. That's not true. That also came into the uh, Christian church yeah. yes. because it was a retroactive move. And I wish we had a Christian on. I wish we had a theologian. It was yeah, a yeah. retroactive move to sanctify the notion of Eve mm-hmm. in the first book. Of the Jewish text, Genesis. Uh-huh. It's not a Christian text. Mm-hmm. And so the Christian church then said, hmm, retrograde move. Let's see how we can fix up Genesis. Mm-hmm. All right, let's make Mary a virgin. Therefore, yes. Eve can be a virgin too, and yes. children can come about with this virgin birth. And the virgin birth permeates many religious groups. It does. The, 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 the Messiah killed on a hill, mm-hmm. many religious groups have yes. this heroic figure. Right. So it's not so yes. unique to Christianity, but certainly within the Jewish tradition, Yeshua may have had more than one wife. Yes. As an itinerant Jew and a rabbi, it yes. is unlikely yes. he had none, but it is likely yes. he had many. All right.
3: Okay, we're going to go to our next break. And when we come back, I'm going to bring up a question from Alison Irvin, a very interesting and very provocative question. Um, so right after the break, we'll go to that question. Okay, All right. Thank then. you
2: very much, And um, Persons who are in the chat who would like to call in. Um, I'd invite you to do so after we get back from this next break here feel free I uh, see your comments in the chat room feel free to come in as well, and, and contribute to this discussion It is interesting to note here that I yes. think right now in the chat room our audience is exclusively female Where That's are the men cool. on this part of the discussion? <laughs> I Why do have the men I'm with you. hidden themselves? Where them there? Where them there? Find out that they're naked and have hidden themselves Adam in the garden hiding What a thing Stay to the Addiscapes Radio Show. This is Inner Circle with Sweat. So come back. Back to the we're Radio Show. What a thing. La, 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 la. Yep. I tell you, my goodness, here on the Yardiskeptics Radio Show, things are heating up. You want who are in the chat room. This is your time now to call in. Simply click the Skype icon so that we can hear from you. It's going to be mm-hmm. uh, maybe a bit unbalanced, given that we aren't hearing yeah. from Christians, I and mean, we aren't hearing from men. So if you know a Christian person out there who might be listening to the show, please tell them to call in. We'd like to hear the perspectives. Of um, some of the Christian listeners, and we'd definitely like to know if there are men listening out there today. I think Garth is is listening in, and I might go to that uh during this segment here. But we're going to bring back Dr. Carpenter and Shanika Harris, who have been doing really well thus far, educating and um, enlightening us on their own experiences and his view that religion impacts on sex and sexuality. Just before we right. break. Uh-huh. We we're talking about um, one of the key figures in, in Christianity, the, the figure of Jesus Christ himself. Yeah, and uh, Dr. Carpenter more or less exploded the idea that Jesus would have lived and died uh, as a virgin, as a celibate virgin, which the we, we, we Catholic Church him. Um, and Dr. Carpenter has rubbish that idea, saying that well, you know, this this idea of um, lifelong celibacy is something that the Catholic Church Mm -hmm. you know, pushes. is something that the Catholic Church advances, but it doesn't exist in rabbinical tradition, and Jesus was a Jew.
3: Well, I want to add to that, though, Claire, before I bring in Allison's question to put to Karen. Um, I mean, okay, in rabbinical, does rabbinical tradition, um, as you said, I mean, would require, you know, that you're married by 20, but if you're not, if by any means that you're not, I mean, would it also embrace or, or include as an expression of, of, of sex or sexuality, um, the, the, the deployment of, of Mrs. Palmer and her five children. <laughs> okay.
7: <laughs> All right, and that's interesting because, again, Kosher Sex by Rabbi uh, Boteak discusses masturbation yes. and onanism, as yes. most um, Christians know it. And onanism, yes. if disapproved of, is disapproved of not because of masturbation in and of itself, right. but because it deprives, if and when, it deprives the partner of sexual pleasure. Mm-hmm. So relate really to sexual pleasure for the partner, I want yeah. to read a little bit from Boteash's book, yes. um, Kosher Sex. He says mm-hmm. the Torah actually obligates a man to pleasure his wife to the point where she reaches sexual climax before him. Mm-hmm. For a man to have sex with his wife without affording her pleasure, is an abuse. Mm -hmm. Under Jewish law, a wife's contentment is the key to sexual harmony, Mm -hmm. as sex is the most central element of marriage. The Bible, in fact, records, and by Bible here, he means the Jewish Bible.
3: Right.
5: The
7: Bible, in fact, records three fundamental unqualified rights of a woman. Yes. Food, clothing, shelter, and conjugal rights. So sex is her right. Mm-hmm. But only and and if either a wife or a husband withhold sex from the other for a period of time that makes it uncomfortable to them, they are then um, dubbed uh, mored or moredes, which is mm-hmm. re- rebellious, a rebellious yes. spouse. A yes. Jewish court would grant the aggrieved party an immediate divorce. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So, well, well this is, uh, is within a context of depriving your partner of masturbation. Yes. If you're yes. doing it as a way of not engaging with your partner and your partner isn't abusing you and there's nothing right. in the marriage that should be causing you to withhold, except perhaps you've had a quarrel.
8: Right, Then well, your then partner might be into life.
7: voyeurism and might like to yes. watch. You might <laughs> want to do mutual <laughs> masturbation. You might want to mutually masturbate. Right, right. That's or perfectly want to fine
9: as well. But yes. I, let,
7: let me just go quickly to allison 's
3: question, which I think is a really important one. Um, she says, "I have yet to meet a Jamaican woman who wasn 't sexually assaulted in some way. Could it also be that sex equals sin and something to be avoided serves as a strategy uh, sorry, serves as a strategy um, for these women and then she clarifies it by saying that um if I want, sure, if I want to avoid sex, I use religion. But I really want to avoid it because of unhealed trauma, the case of a, a, shitload, a shitload of Jamaican women. So, so I mean, sure. I think it, it's an important question. I mean, that um, important issue, the whole business of,
7: of, 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 of sexual assault, which is very prevalent. Absolutely. And but the let, whole me, quest- let me... Yes, go ahead. Let me turn Allison's question... Turn the knob on her question a little bit more yes. and say it's an issue for men and women. Okay. Jamaican okay. men and women, as boys and girls, mm-hmm. are abused regularly at the hands of older members of their families.
5: Yes, right.
7: Usually, it's someone close to you.
5: Mm-hmm. It can
7: be a brother, a cousin, a neighbor. You're mm-hmm. in a tenement yard and somebody living next door. Mm-hmm. There is a, a sort of blank check that we write to boys that if a woman wants to assault you sexually, then you Mm. shouldn't complain. And girls, they tend to only complain after they've understood what the trauma is that they're going through. So yes, I do agree with Alison, but I'd like to apply to both boys and girls. Mm -hmm. Again, if we think about the Victorian colonialism, Mm -hmm. we'll understand why sexuality is being repressed so much in women, and that's perhaps why you only have women in the chat room. Yes. Because mm. we have been sexually victimized by being told that right. our sexuality is something that is minute, right. unimportant, their right. appropriation, procreation, not right. for pleasure, etc., etc. Right. And uh, again, quoting Nat Minides, mm. a, who is from 1194 and 1270 in the Jewish right. Talmud, he says, um, 2,000 years ago, that women's sexual passion is far greater than that of a man. And this is something I want us to understand quite clearly. Mm -hmm. Because religion would have us believe that a man's sexual passion,
3: Mm -hmm. totally
7: unbiological, Right. is greater than a woman, or a man's right. sex is greater a than a woman. I have to agree with you
3: because it's only a woman who has a clitoris, which is the only organ or only, only organ, organ I know.
7: uniquely designed yes. for pleasure. Right. Because a woman's refractory time, the time that it takes her to get get over right. an orgasm, is shorter. Right. She also can have passive sex much more often than a man. Right. So yes. women traditionally have been sex workers because we have a capacity right. for greater sex, and so it suits the church a male-dominated right. organ, and I use mm-hmm. organ there purposely, yes. to express women's sexuality by yes. making sex sin. Yes, yes. yes. And yes. women's sexuality is sin in particular. Right. Women right. are not supposed to be lustful and, and express themselves in these ways. Right, yeah. right, right. right. Uh, so you a comment? The, the,
2: before, before Shanika comes in, um, yes. j- just j- to just interject really quickly, we sent out an all-points bulletin for a male caller, and the Lord provided. We have a caller <laughs> uh, on hold right now. Uh, Michael, I'm going to bring Michael in uh, Hello, Michael. Are you hearing me clearly? Uh, yes, sir. Hi, Michael. Hello, Michael. Um, I'm not sure hello, if you've everyone. been hearing you most are. of the discussion, Hi, but do you have any views that you'd like to share with our panelists and our listeners about um, religion and sex? What has been your experience? Tell us a little bit about yourself.
6: Well, I I just wanted to add to the the comment that the uh, previous um, uh, guest I was speaking about. I think the problem with that whole notion is that this idea that it's just religion that is the reason why there's a double standard as far as male and female sexuality. The reason there's a double standard, ma'am, is is because of just common sense and logic, and I'll I'll explain why easily. Mm
5: -hmm. The
6: difference between men and women is that, Men and women, when it comes to getting sex with the opposite sex, have two different paths to achieving that. For a woman, it's not difficult to have sex. For example, you can walk up to any man, and you could come straight out the gate and say, can I have sex with you? And you probably get about 95% of the time you're going to get yes. On the flip side, if a man were to walk up to a woman and ask her bluntly, can I have sex with you, he's almost always going to get a no, and he might get slapped in the face. Because that would be taken <laughs> as a sign of disrespect to a woman to do that. That's mm-hmm. the reason why there is man. Because men have to work to get a woman. It's a process. It's, it's it's considered an achievement for a man to have sex with a woman, right? On the flip side, it's not considered an achievement for a woman to have sex with a man because it's, there's no work and it's easy. You can get out right now, and just go on the street corner and, and talk to anyone you want to. You could have sex without it would take zero effort.
9: That's why it's a double standard, ma'am. It's um, really cool. Clive, um let me just interject briefly um michael yes i I don't know how old Michael is, and he I don't know if he's from my generation um mm-hmm. but sex sex has become very easy for everyone, not just men, not just women everyone, everyone, you know it's. It's just easy now, you know, especially for the younger generation. You can go in any number of Facebook groups, any number of websites dedicated to, you know, this type of conversation or just making sex a lot easier, and you'll see it's not the same way where a man had to pursue a woman um for two weeks or three weeks or a month before he could have sex with her that's not the case in today's society especially for the younger generation i am 30 so my generation and then everything that preceded so you have 15 and 12, you have 12 year old girls in school having sex with a boy behind the bleachers that just demonstrate that it's not that hard you have yeah. I don't know. But there there are a number of groups, if you want to research it, there are a number of conversations or forums that are dedicated to this on Facebook where they explain how easy it is for a man to have sex with a woman. It's not difficult. It doesn't require dating. It doesn't require persistence. It doesn't require effort or energy. It requires nothing other than possibly a beard. And a question, <laughs> would you like to have? Well, would, well, would, well, would well first of Sanisa, all, Sanisa, I'm, I'm in my I'm 20s. Not, I'm not a, an
6: older person. Okay, would like, you say
2: that social repercussions are different, though? Um, you know, so, so while it might be equally um, accessible to both genders, wouldn't you say that the social repercussions for casual sex on the part of a woman is far more significant than casual sex on the part of a man? Yeah, but ah. let's, but let's
6: let's you have to address what she just said. Okay, mm-hmm. she tried to now say that it's not easy. Let's address this because I'm in my twenties, right? Okay. And yeah. all guys know this. Guys have two different categories for women, right? One is the what you would consider in like in my in my generation we we call them thoughts, or basically the easy type of girls. And then you yeah. got the girls that were considered wifey material, a woman that you would actually want to marry, right? right? And so what you have is a di- it's a difference of character.
5: Any oh, woman, woman, that you woman can
6: I have any woman, a
3: woman you desire.
6: Yeah, we're talking about if 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 as a man, we're talking about just strictly men. If you hook up with a girl and you can have sex mm-hmm. with her within the first second time you guys meet, or automatically she's not going to be in the wife category. That's not going to happen. No, no okay.
9: man would
1: ever do that. Well, right? But my well,
9: I'm so, not talking about wifing and relationships and commitment. We're talking about the act of sex. You're saying it's difficult. It's significantly more difficult for a man to have sex with a woman, and I'm saying that it's not. We weren't talking about commitment.
6: Well, first of all, it is. If 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 you talk about the type of woman. Now, if you're talking about a loose girl that all you got to do is hook up with her one night, get her drunk and boom it's all good. That's different. We're talking about an actual real woman that's about something. You know, like any. If you're talking about like these, you know, hood rat chicks that you can just come up to, throw a couple lines, run a little bit of game, and then you're in. That's 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 always existed. That's not something that changed by generation. There's always been easy women. I'm talking about a woman that is actually worth something, like a man.
3: Wait, 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 like wait. A an
2: lot, an lot an
3: of an value judgments there, Michael. Well, yes, what do you mean judgments?
2: I'm saying what every man on here is thinking. Hold
5: on, hold on, hold on. No, 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 no,
2: no. Well, not all men think that way, and 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 by by coming with these hard categories of thought, a wife are easy and hard then, you know, you, you you kind of force women into these categories when, you know, aren't for our, uh, you know, division like that. It's, it's, it's not our business to categorize women like that because right. even oh, your example... Well, come come he's lying he knows he's lying.
3: I want to bring it. I want to bring no, it Karen. He's I want only to saying that he's only saying wait, that because wait, wait, there's a wait, wait, woman wait. on
6: the line. That's the
7: only really reason he's saying
3: that.
7: I want Michael, to bring Karen Carpenter <laughs> into it. No, come Karen. Michael, go ahead, my go Karen Michael, I don't disagree with Michael, nor do I disagree with um, the viewpoint that says that um people can't, can't What I would say is that there's no heterogeneous, there's no one way Mm -hmm. of doing sex and sexuality. And one of the challenges we have in democratic uh, plural societies is respecting the ways of others. So for Michael, who is perhaps wanting to be in relationship with a committed person, the girl that he sleeps with casually for a hookup is not going to be the girl that he's going to consider marrying. And then his and, you know, I keep talking about the premiums that we put on things, the cost-value effect, mm-hmm. and that's a very Marxist way of looking at it, you know, the right. exchange value and intrinsic value. Right. So Michael right. is saying that his exchange value for someone who he'd consider for a permanent relationship or some long-term relationship has got to be different from someone he'd consider for a hookup. Right, right. And that Am I, I getting to, you
3: right, Michael? Yeah, well, and before Michael yes, comes ma'am. In, before Michael comes back in, I just want to share with you, Michael, um a comment and a question that we got from um that we have from our, that coming from our chat room. Um Christina Fenton says you can very easily hook up with some random person on Tinder if you want to. And you can sure. have a different partner every day if you want. And she's also indicating that um, that not every woman, you know, not every woman is necessarily out for relationships. Sometimes they just want sex too. And Alison Irving sure. was asked to ask the question: Does Michael really believe that men really have sex with anything that has a pulse?
6: <laughs> <laughs>
3: so Michael, over to you.
6: Yeah, that's that's really easy to say, and this is something. This is why we have to have a separation of thought here. Like, if I was if I was speaking to just men right now,
7: Yes. yeah, everything
6: I said, every guy in this room would agree with me.
7: No, men change
6: I, their views. No, it's only because there's women around. I know. Like, you would never say no, what you're saying because because No, tried, no Michael, that. Michael,
3: Michael, Michael, no, Michael. I'm older than you. Truth. I'm older than you. I'm 54. Okay, so I, I have I have a little bit more life experience. I I would presume. And 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 I can tell you that that um, that my life journey has taught me to have a, f- a far more nuanced appreciation of the complexities <laughs> okay. of human relationships. let me ask you an easy question. It okay. It's not a, it's not. In other words, let me finish a point. It's not a binary equation. Okay? Yes. Well, in, yes. Other words, yes.
6: Okay. So,
3: in other words, okay. In other words, the woman the woman who I might both I might admire is uh, may come in the same package. Okay. It, and and, and at, at various times, I mean, there's no, there's in other words, this you have kind of done a kind of separation. Well, you know those those women that boy you hook up for a night, blah blah blah. Well, you know, not much material. When indeed, um, and I'm sure Dr. Carpenter would bear me out on this. There are a number of relationships which actually started out as one night stands and then progressed. So yes. it's not a, it's not the either or. But anyway, back to you. Okay. Well, we're talking. question.
2: Okay. Look.
6: Go ahead. go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Again. Again. Once again. Every guy would agree on this simple premise. If you every have guy, my call. Between, every guy. Yes.
1: Absolutely. No, There's no not question. <laughs> All right, let the, the gentleman. All right, let the,
6: gentleman let the gentleman who just yeah, spoke. Hold up. The gentleman who just spoke is the. No. He's the exception, not the rule. That's no. the difference. He's. No. He's a very rare number of men
5: no. would hold
7: the position he has. No, Very no, no, rare, no, no. he's also got a lot more hours logged, so maybe that's why his views have become new. On, totally
6: not. Because <laughs> every that's older good. man will tell no, me, no. listen, no, no, it's it's no. really simple. It's like this right. if, if you had a choice between a woman that slept with 30 men versus a woman that slept with three, in, in the sense of actually having a committed relationship with, of course, the man's man gonna know? go with the woman that slept with three. No, I don't know, I may go
3: with 30 because I have value
2: experience. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's you exactly. Might want
7: experience.
2: <laughs> but Michael, Michael, let, 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 so two things, Michael, two things I want to point out. Even if you were in these cards that all men thought like this, including myself and Hillary, and we are just hiding our true colors because we have women on the panel, it, it would legitimize okay. the way that we thought. <laughs> so, so even if we did think like that, it would still require some amount of pushback and some amount of critique because Uh it it, it doesn't necessarily think this way if it were true, gives it any kind of legitimacy. The second thing, Michael, imagine a situation, Michael, where you found a a, a nice girl, right? And you went out with her and she has the the three-month rule, right? So no sex until after three months and and you're like, oh my gosh, this girl is such is such a wonderful woman. She made me three months. I, I had really worked to get in the bed with her. And you said this is a nice wife material woman and only way to get it right now, you found out that in a past like, it was, it was, it was
3: you're breaking, up, you're breaking up, yeah. You're, you're breaking, up. breaking
2: up. You're breaking up, Clive. No okay, right. So I I'm saying, are, are you hearing me now? Is it yes. Up? Yes. Yes. Okay. The right. thing is, imagine that that you have a, a girl, you, you thought that's nice, whatever uh, deal. You're ready to get married to her, and then you find know, out that it passed. like she, she was she put on table. She breaking was up a little again, Clive. And She was still That's still breaking
3: up. A little, no, you're okay. better.
2: All right, good. So I, I hope Michael is is kind of getting the sense of my question. What oh. if you found out that the girl that you're about to marry to was a thought in a past life? You you met her and while in the relationship, you said that she is good wife material, but then you found out that she has quite a a prolific sexual history. Would this change the way that you feel about her? Michael? Michael? Michael, are you there?
9: It sounds like Michael uh, disconnected.
2: Oh, no, he's, he's still changed. on
9: our switchboard.
2: Yeah, he's, he's still on our switchboard, so I'm not sure if he just stepped away from the phone. Uh, mm-hmm. But but that if, if Michael is hearing the question, that would be... But, you the, know, um, Clive, what, Yeah, Clive, one
7: of the things that I discussed with a male friend of mine just this week. I yeah. think men underestimate how much, as um, uh, our other guest is saying, how much the plain field has leveled. Uh-huh. Right. And that if, if there are men, a portion of men, which I'm sure there are, who have Michael's view, who share Michael's view, there are also women who share Michael's view. Mm-hmm. Right. Who think a man who has slept around is a slut and don't want to have him. Right, because we're right. living in an age of HIV, AIDS, and other STIs. Yes, so we're far more conscious now, yes, of what multiple mm-hmm. partnerships can do, but at the same time, we do not see the number of sexual partners as yes. something that is a deterrent for someone mm-hmm. making a good wife, husband, or a life mate. Well, yes, yes in fact, Christina
3: Fentel agrees with she says the playing field has leveled.
7: There are men i yes, would I'm not, agreeing
3: with her. I would mm-hmm. not date but would be happy to fuck. hmm Absolutely. So um you know so so yes, I I, I I I would agree with you. Is Michael back? Michael? No, Michael are
2: you there? No. I Michael. Not. All right. I Still, think okay. Not. So so uh, hopefully he calls back. Um uh, and mm-hmm. I, I hope he didn't see that we we gagged up on him.
5: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, well we, we did. did sometimes Maybe yeah. sometimes you, you need a gang. Uh, but I, I think Garth <laughs> is also on hold. Garth has been on hold. I think he's been listening since the start of the show. Let's have here. Hello, Garth. Are you there? Hey, Clive. Hey, hey, guys, hey, hey Garth. Garth, Michael, Michael, yeah. Michael just said all men think the way that he does and that women can either be categorized as wives and fat. What are your views on that, Garth?
4: Well, it, it's it, it, its not the first time that I've heard um you know gentlemen verging on adulthood express their um their knowing it all in such retrograde terms it's it's i I've come across um young men having that kind of attitude before, and um uh, my experience has shown that they come into a realization of what's really what somewhere. Later down the um the right. maturation uh stage, so um yes. i I've, I've heard that argument before from people in my stage group and um I, whenever that happened, it' always struck me that that I, I would have expected that they would be more egalitarian in their thinking mm-hmm. um growing up in this new generation, but it, it i it it's not a surprise because I have heard it
2: before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, 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 wow. But any, any other thoughts on this issue of, of sex and, and religion, guys? What has your experience? Where, where, did you ever consider yourself a devoted religious person? And, and how did you view sex and sexuality during that period? Well,
4: I, I can't claim to be expert in either of those categories. But <laughs> I am, um, I'm, I'm always interested in, in points of views so along, along those scales. If I may get personal a little bit, but I, I I think I could well do a sitting down with a session with Karen Carpenter because um, I, I have hang-ups, you know. I've, um, yes. And they're not religiously based um, necessarily, but uh, but they're, I'm a married adult. I have teenage children, but what I found in myself is that it's always been very difficult to talk about these things. On a very personal now. I yes. just don't like expressing, you know, it, even in intimate circumstances. Um, you know, my wife will want to 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 have a conversation about things like that, and and I will want to avoid it as, as like
8: yeah. as if it's yeah. an
4: illness. I, I just right. I I just happen to feel that unless things are completely spontaneous and 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 that. I don't have any responsibility for... I was just about to say that. In, yeah. 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 I feel... Yeah.
2: A, guys, yeah. guys, I can tell you guys, I feel the <laughs> exact same way. You know, um, so, so, so just as all guys is sharing a personal story, I can do the same. You know, uh, it's not necessarily hang-ups, but you, you don't good. want to introduce right. in a dialogue certain right. desires, right?
5: But, I mean, well,
8: guys, guys hit me on the head. During
2: sex, it is possible. So during coitus, yes, you can say anything, Right? And you can Express all their fantasies But One second
3: Hold (laughs) your thought Hold your thought I just need to check on Shanika I think she may have some audio problems Shanika Uh Can are you hear there?
2: Me? Yes, I yes, can hear hearing you. Hearing you.
3: Okay, good. Yes, All right, good. You. I can hear you. All right, good. Go
2: ahead, Clive. So, so just like what Gareth is saying, I, I think that might be the case for a lot of men. So, so if if we are in the heat of the moment, it might be very easy to talk about the desires and what you want to do. But outside of that, um, at, at like a, say, so for instance, you're at breakfast, how do you bring up the, the, the discussion about desires, right, you know, so you're at breakfast, you're eating your ackee and saltfish, and you fried dumpling, and you're drinking your, 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 your coffee tea. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. You know, let me think about anodex. <laughs> How do you introduce <laughs> something like that, just just casually? Fine? Right? Are, are women more would comfortable I, with
3: those kinds of a lot of social lubricants. And, lubricant.
7: <laughs> ah. <laughs> and I, would, I would suggest that Clive as a linguist, Clive, I'm surprised to hear you use words like coitus. It sounds like a fruit you buy in the supermarket that's imported yes. from another <laughs> country. I, know. Oh, can I have two orders, please? Uh,
5: yes. In the much.
7: midst of intercourse, yes. <laughs> intravaginal sex. Yes. But I think the way we bring it up as a linguist, Clive, the way we bring it up is to have the language, reading about it, talking about it, and trying to express it. So sometimes the challenge is that we don't know how to with polite conversation with our partners, say the things that we need to say. So I, I often recommend that we use I statements. Uh-huh. Talk about how you feel. Talk about your emotions that you experience when certain things happen or don't happen. And that can be a good lubricant to opening up the discussion to your partner, because that's right. when we're an adult. When we yeah. say, when you do A, B, or C, I feel or I experience X, Y, or Z when you a, B, or C, I really enjoyed when you X, Y, or Z. So if mm-hmm. we're very specific and we talk about how we feel, it's mm-hmm. sometimes a lot easier than trying to say globally, you know, people do X, Y, or Z. No, yeah. I feel. Mm-hmm. Then it Correct. makes it an yeah. intimate moment with your partner, and it makes your partner able to connect with that emotion yeah. that yeah. you're expressing. Okay. Mm-hmm.
3: All right, Karen, we're going to take, uh, take another quick break. And when we come back, we're going to continue with you and take a few comments from the comments from the chat room. Clive? All right, thank
2: you very much. All right, so we're going to what might be our final break right now. Persons who are in the chat room would like to call in. Please do so. If there's anyone else listening in, please feel free to call in. We are going to return with Dr. Karen Carpenter, Garth, and Shanika right after this break here. This is Monty Python. Keep your Jesus off my penis. Long time we haven't played that <laughs> one here.
5: <laughs> yes.
1: Keep your Jesus off my penis, keep your Bible off my balls Keep your prayers out of my ears and your crosses off my wall. You can keep the Virgin Mother and the Resurrection too Keep your Jesus off my penis, I'll keep my penis off of you well, I'm freaking sick and tired of turning on the news and seeing the religious rights ungodly fight to take our right to choose. When to bear our children, who to love and how, education and protection if we're just practicing for now. the so W look, obey a book if that's what works for you. But I don't tell you how to pray, so don't you tell me how to screw. Keep your Jesus off my penis, keep your Bible off my balls, keep your prayers out of my ears and your crosses off my walls. You can keep the virgin mother in the resurrection to keep your jesus on my penis i'll keep my penis off of you so you're screaming bloody murder about the taliban regime subjugating women and being too extreme and basing legislation on some ancient holy book does that sound a bit familiar here's a mirror have a look and as for the ten commandments they need one more at least Thou shalt never cover up the acts of pervert priests. Now, how they let that happen? Unless they just abhor us. Well, anyway, it adds another layer to the chorus. Keep your Jesus off my penis. Keep your Bible off my balls. Keep your prayers out of my ears and your crosses off my walls. You can keep the Virgin Mother in resurrection, too. Keep your Jesus off my penis. I'll keep my penis off of you. So you'll execute a person and protect a single self. But mercy kills the terminally ill, and you're going straight to hell. Well, I don't know much about the word God, far be it from me, but I can tell you what it ain't, Hippochristianity. Now I am not anti-Christian before you grab a rope. There is beauty in religion, and joy, and love, and hope, and we're all looking for the answer to this colossal cosmic cause, but who the fuck are you to turn your views into my laws? It's just believers in the Bible that would have abortion banned anti-choice agnostics, I could count them on one hand. And as for killing babies, I have but one retort. If someone raped your daughter, George, you'd beg her to abort. And if some young girl from your church shows up with child or some infection, because you taught her what a horrid sin it was to use protection. Well, one day you'll face the pearly gates. And what you gonna say? When that long-haired Jewish peacenik sends your ass the other way, then keep your Jesus off my penis. Keep your Bible off my balls. Keep your prayers out of my ears and your crosses off my walls. Look, I've had it up to here with all the biblical you spew, so keep your Jesus off my penis. At least that's what I would do. Keep your Jesus off my penis. My penis, yes, off of you.
2: And you want me to. Welcome back to the Yard of Skeptics Radio Show, right here at the Yard of Skeptics Radio oh, I'm Show. going to hell. We, we are <laughs> the home of the Aki of rationality and the selfish of skepticism, and we are dealing with sex and religion this morning. We have um, some really interesting guests in our studio. We have Dr. Karen Carpenter, a uh, clinical psychologist and sexologist, who's really been um, showing us how the, the research and, um, you know, rabbinic tradition, and all of those things relate to the sex and Shanika Harris, who has really and truly enlightened us about the way uh, that the the, the playing field has been leveled and and, and the the, the fact that uh, are more or less kind of taking charge of their own sexuality nowadays. The the lone man right now on the panel, uh, we had a a gentleman earlier, a young guy, Michael, who, um, you know, other people just gang up on Michael after Michael say All oh, men think like him, but well, a gang up on Michael <laughs> and Michael is now gone because I'm going to to agree with this. But we've been having quite a lot of fun here, you know, quite an interesting discussion. And uh, persons in the chat room are keeping the chat room alive. We have a lot of questions and a lot of discussion going on in the chat room. And just before the break, we started to talk about the hangups that um, Jamaicans have, especially Jamaican men how to broach certain topics, not in the taboo ones, even basic uh, discussions about sex. Find, for instance, uh, maybe Dr. Khan Carpenter could, could um, advise us on, on how to, to, to bring up this topic, but let us say that a man is worried that he is not pleasing his partner, right? So, so that is one thing. That may, so, so I can say this now. A lot of men think like this. Maybe all of us we are worried that we are not measuring up to our partners' expectations sexually. How does a man bring up that topic, Doctor Carpenter?
7: Five. Yes, Tanika. Before, yes. Before you go to let me hear what you have to say.
9: Before you go to Doctor Carpenter and yes. get her professional opinion. Yeah, yes. I'll <laughs> so two things and this, this goes back. So just to, to end, I close off what Michael was talking about, and to quote the great philosopher Vibe's Cartel, um, um. <laughs> one, one, "One man's wife is another man's bitch." Excuse the yeah. language. Yeah. Um, so what you might be considering, wife material, was probably a thought, quote unquote, to somebody else. But all right, enough on that. Um, I uh, I've never come across a Jamaican man. Right? Yeah. In conversation, who's had any issues except random women, how he desires to sexually please them. So yeah. it must be only in committed relationship that Jamaican men are having these issues. Because yeah. when I meet the, the men out there, the Jamaican man on the streets and, you know, in, in the dance or wherever I meet them, they they have no problem telling me or they want to put it my list about the meat and yeah, the, yeah, but but Shanika, fat, Shanika the, the, all, of, all, of
2: that, all of that is what is called peacocking. All they're doing is spreading their beautiful peacock feathers in hopes that you'll be attracted. But a lot a lot uh, of these men are, are are boys on the inside, you know, this this big talk about let me tell you something, my girl. I will go away later, i out the anaconda for you, know, when, 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 the, when the anaconda dropping on your belly like
7: half wax, and you're all out.
5: Clive, no, so, you know,
2: Clive, you're
7: thinking about a virtual reality there.
2: That is just peacocking. That is peacocking. No, but but in
7: addition, I don't know if Shanika um, finds those men attractive when they do that. And I know I call it oral sex. Yeah. <laughs> Men who talk about sex day. in those things barely can perform <laughs> as well as they think. Yeah. Because if you have to give me all this description as a build-up, I'm really thinking that the, the, the sell, the ad, is going to be better than the product. Yeah. And normally it is. Yeah, so mm. I, I'm saying that the, the Garth, for instance, who was on just now, does not sound to me... Again, we're, we're running the risk of putting all around things. All or yes, nothing yes. thinking. All men are not alike. All men don't have the same kind of crude game. All men mm. are not going to come up to you and give you that disgusting set of tired, worn-out lyrics that we've heard a million times if you're a female above 30. So I think that different men approach it differently based on their own upbringing, based on their own yes. expectations, their family of origin what they experience and what they expect. Yes. I think the, the whole question of talking to your partner is we tend to run that risk that Michael was running. Of having mm-hmm. That if she's a Madonna, if she's a saint, yes. if she's a virgin Mary, she can't also be the whore.
5: Right, right, so, exactly.
7: And we know that from from way back when, I think in my grandmother's day. They used to say a woman has to be, you know, a seductress in the bedroom, a gourmet in the kitchen, and a lady in the parlor. Right, so right. So no right. one, per, no person has any one characteristic that it is play in all circumstances. Yes. yes. And perhaps his men didn't need a Madonna.
4: Mm-hmm.
7: Um, in, in the, uh, I forget, the one, a movie I watched, a fella said that he needed a mistress. And when the guy said, why, he said, because. I can't do the things I do with my mistress to my wife. That's the mouth she kisses my children with.
5: Right. Oh boy. Right. right. Oh boy. All right. What? So
7: men mm-hmm. have these notions about women as well, which yes. frees right. women into these categories that mean I can't open up to her. She's so saintly. Oh my God! I can't have this conversation outside of the bedroom. Was well, that right. Madonna so have, complex?
3: Yeah. <laughs> so works? we have to
7: break through these. Stereotypes and but right. she might be forced into those categories because she thinks you expect that. Mm-hmm. And she wants to please you. Yes. Like so yeah. she's okay. not assertive enough. She's not gonna be able to say to you, Hey, I'm neither and I'm both. Right,
2: right, 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 yes. right. yes, yes. yes. Um, be- be- before you come in, Hillary I just want to inform our panelists that Michael has managed to to read just he got this oh, earlier. Michael, are you here to Michael early?
7: is persistent. Very
6: good.
7: <laughs> and that
2: is good. First, this is all, yes. good. Michael, are you are you hearing us clearly? Yeah, no, sorry about that. My, my call had dropped. My bad. Welcome no back, Michael. Welcome Thanks for joining us. Uh, I'm not sure if you heard the last comment from Dr. Kavit to Michael, but I know we're talking about the hang-ups that men have to talk about their own sexual desires and the, the, the kind of uh, sexual fantasies that they have. Do you experience that any at all, any kind of anxiety talking to a partner about sex and the, your desires and your fantasy? What has been your experience with that is concerned?
6: No, I've never really had a problem with that. I mean, as long as you have an open relationship where
2: two people are free to talk and express what they feel like, it's not a problem.
6: Yeah. But,
2: um, but what about know, some of these fantasies yeah. that might be very taboo or, or might be forbidden in, in religious circles? Are you a religious person, Michael? Uh Yes, I am. Uh, Christian? Yes. Okay. Well, what, what if some of your desires and some of your fantasies um, kind of go with Christian teaching? How do you bring this up to a partner? Do you bring it up in your talk? No, I mean, I don't, I don't
6: really like, have any kind of crazy fantasies that are, like outlandish stuff. I mean, I don't really. What, you like, crazy what do you mean? Outlandish. Like, when you say taboo, like, what do you Well, you
2: tell about? me what, what. All right. Well, let's just say that you wanted a threesome. I wouldn't want a threesome.
7: I was about to tell you, My- Michael does not want a threesome. So, stop putting ideas in his head. <laughs>
2: hey, hey, <hold> on. <laughs> <laughs> why, so, why would Michael want a threesome? Why, but, Michael, all men want threesomes. No. <laughs> Every
1: single
2: man wants where, where a Why were you using Michael's reasoning? We're yeah, where, where using yeah. Michael's um, kind of logic. All yeah. men want a threesome. Yeah. Every single man. So, Michael, you are just <laughs> pretending now because you feel that like you're a Christian. And you want to hold on to that like Christian status, but deep down, you want to treat as well. But before you go no, on, I'm, Michael, I'm,
3: I'm... Michael, okay. Michael before you go on, I just want to bring in a comment from one of our listeners, <laughs> Marie Island Marie, I... hold on a second, I want to bring in a comment from Maria. Marie Ireland, who says, When I'm open and honest about my sexual views, desires, and practices, I find that people are, sorry, my, my page keeps jumping. Um, I find that people are willing to open, be open and honest about theirs, and she says that she's found that many Christian men are very have fantasies about polyamory and BDSM. So I mean, I just yes. wanted to bring that in as a as a as as a, let us say the experience of another. I mean, even although you say, well, you know, you don't have, there's nothing essentially unconventional that you want, but just to say that there are men with your let us say. Religious background who perhaps um let us say think or operate differently michael
6: michael yeah i, I don't I don't see the problem but what, 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 i don't understand the question that you're trying to raise no,
3: no re, re, well no no, I'm just simply bringing to your attention that that one well two things one that when when people are open and honest, well this particular comment Maria saying when she's open and honest, you pretend to be open and honest with her. But secondly, the more important point is, she said that she's encountered many devout Christian men who have fantasies about things like polyamory and BDSM, which are presumably outside of the mainstream of what, let us say, you know, I suppose, a traditional quote-unquote Christian man would yes. would gravitate towards. Right. So,
2: so there are there are Christian men out there, Michael, who want to be. In bondage situation, they want to be with. Okay, well, let's let's just examine. Let's just examine that statement. So you're saying
6: that she's basing this off her experience of dealing with Christian men, or what?
2: What, yes, is, what, yes, what is she yes,
6: talking yes. about? Uh, okay, in- so, in- so, so how, how big how big of a sample size are we talking
2: about? How many people? All right, hmm. so
7: Michael, and um, you know, you let me add
2: some. If, some if one Christian man that. wants it, all Christopher men want it. That is all. we'll...
7: But, look, real...
2: look, but, but <laughs> let, Michael, let
3: me let me I, I, I know of S D. I know of S D. men, right? Who are who 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 are, who are closet homosexuals? I mean, who, who I understand from my gay friends are the biggest freaks in bed. Um, I, I don't I can't tell you I'm not. I'm not suggesting that that that, that, that 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 this this represents a particular um, proportion or sample size. I'm just simply saying they exist. of
6: course
3: know, uh, um, they not exist. Important
6: yeah of hey course, because people have all kind of weird preferences, but what right. what you're trying to do is when you right. compare it to the statement I made, right. that doesn't hold up, and I can explain why the statement okay. I'm okay. talking about is when men evaluate women based on right. two different aspects, if your okay. goal if you if your desire for example, is you just want to hook up with a woman or have a casual relationship, nothing serious like you're not if you're not intending to pursue an actual committed relationship with the person, mm-hmm. you're going to have a different set of standards for that woman. If you get into, if you're pursuing a woman for mm-hmm. a committed relationship, no man wants to be with a woman that's been openly sexual with a lot of men. No man okay. wants that. Nobody. And I, I'll stand uh-huh. by that. And I that dare any man to disagree true. with that statement. That's, um, that's, that's ridiculous, true. ma'am.
9: That's not true. No, please. Don't okay. Make okay. A, so, as a man, I, I,
6: I dare. Well, hold on. Yeah, I want okay. any well, other man on this line. No, no. I want any other man on this line to tell me. Mm-hmm. That you would want to be in a committed relationship with a woman that you know for a fact sleeps with, has slept with many men, and that is a woman that you can have sex with within the first two or three meetings you have with her. You're telling okay, me so that? One so of your I want to hear a man tell you? me
3: that. Can I answer you? Can I answer you? Go ahead, sir. As a man of 54 years old, I can tell you I have absolutely no problem with that. Because that's not, in other words, I am not, I am not going to, 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 I am not simply, I'm not going to engage in a, in a serious relationship. With a woman based simply upon her sexual resume. There are know, No, no, I didn't say that. Wait, no, 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 no. You're the one who have, has reduced it to number of partners. In other words, sexual experience. In other words. I didn't.
6: That's that's a red herring.
3: No, I said that, was, that
6: plays what, what a role. Say? Obviously, no, that's not the end of it all.
3: You have to factor
6: in her right personality, right? what she no, looks like. No, no, that's no, no, common no. sense, man. No, no, don't no, 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 you mischaracterize my position to make a point that's ridiculous.
2: Are women in the chat room, no right? Like so and open. This is what I'm, I'm just keeping it real,
6: man. I, I, I'm not. I'm not going to fluff it up and put on some political correct nonsense and make it to appease Michael? people. I'm just ah. thinking it straight. Michael, you know, Michael, I, mean, I don't know if you're offended by that.
3: I'm my, sorry. No, 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 Michael, that's just the no truth. No, 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 Michael. Michael, I just want to clarify something. What I'm saying is, this. what I understood you to be saying is any guy, okay. Who let us say wants to go? Who is who is looking at having a committed relationship? Okay, this is what this is how I understood you to be saying. He's looking at having a committed relationship. If he's going, if he's if he's now going to be making a selection, he is going to it is, he is going to more, he is going to go for a woman who has had three previous relationships as opposed to thirty. Did I mischaracterize you? What you said?
6: Yes, a less sexually okay, pervasive ahead. woman. That's it. It's common a sense. A sexually man.
3: pervasive. Okay, so in other words, okay, Well, let's use your term sexually pervasive. I'm I'm not sure exactly I would use it in that way, but, but let us say a woman with a lots of sexual experience. Okay? My my, my point is, I, for me, that is not a correct, that's not going to be a deal breaker. In fact, it perhaps it's not. It's not going to. Inc- it's not going to me one way or the other. They are other to me. Well, it's just because you got shorter. low standards. That's all. Huh? <laughs>
6: it's because <laughs> you got <laughs> low
3: standards,
6: <laughs> man. That's it. Right. That? You crazy? I, look, you Stop can't. You quick, can't wait, convince wait, me wait, otherwise, but If that's cool I'm with you, look. If that's cool with you. That's I'm not fine. You to can convince do that.
3: You. I'm not but trying to I you
6: I, I, I would never accept none crazy husband. like that. I'm sorry. I'm and I don't know any guys... You, no one, no man I know would ever accept such an idea. I'm not, That's ridiculous. I'm not trying to
3: convince you. What I'm trying to tell you, I'm trying to, I'm trying to tell you that me, as a man of my age and stage, which I, I suspect um, I'm probably maybe, maybe close to twice your age, um, I have a different perspective. And it is yeah. not... The binary, black and white, reductionist perspective that you have. Right, it, right, of that, course. It really comes. And down you're to in the, right. all I
6: said is you're in the minority, and you are. No,
3: I'm uh, not. No. I, again,
6: you are. And what I'm trying yes, to you is, I've are.
3: been on this what? course a little does, longer does than quick, you, so does does I can tell you that. that I'm yeah, not, that doesn't make it,
6: it, that doesn't make any does difference. difference. All right, Most older men I know have the same position as well. Okay. And when we talk amongst men, this is how we feel. So media you feel that way. Boys. That's cool for you. Media but media but don't, don't try to convince anyone that that position is, is shared by a lot of men anyway, when it's not. every it, man on the we, slide
2: just knows just that. Hold on. folks. Hold on. Hold on. I think one person Okay, is is it a little better now? I'm saying yes. Alison kinda kinda yeah. agreed with Michael just now by suggesting that Hillier and myself would be in committed relationships with women who were um regarded as sexually promiscuous.
3: Mm-hmm. So my, there
2: might be some to what Mike saying.
3: No, 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 no. On this regard, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, because I, I mean, in that regard, I do not have, the, I don't have the sort of this sort of hang up on virginity, virginity or or
6: virginalness.
3: You know. I don't I'm sorry, I don't have <laughs> no it. one's
6: talking about virginity. We're just no, talking no, no, about no. the number of partners that just, the woman. No, has no, I I'm
3: just using it, I, 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 just using it as, <laughs> as a metaphor, Micah. It's a metaphor, Micah. A metaphor. What I'm saying yeah. is that I don't have this kind of you know, I don't have this hang up when it comes to either kind of either purity or relative purity. Okay, that's, this, that's fine. But you're the
6: minority, that's it.
7: Okay. okay. Gentlemen,
6: can statistics. we talk
7: about statistics for a little bit? Because I yes. hear you all going on and on and on without any statistics. Yes. Stop, stop.
6: Go ahead, statistics May I bring
7: you back to the science, okay? <laughs> hey, no statistics yes. to
6: back this up This is this, this is a matter of preference Look, I told. I told. come on yeah, now okay, give Dr. You, Look, oh. it, I'm, I'm sorry look, To the ladies I'm on the understand. line, I'm sorry if you're offended By this narrative, but this is a view Of the vast majority no, of men I, on this
3: planet I'm, not,
6: I'm, I'm sorry like that Michael, you don't like Michael, that, Michael, that But it's the truth
3: Look, anyone, any man on here That's telling you differently Is simply telling you what you want to hear Michael, 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 Michael Give Dr. Coppens the chance to respond.
7: And I'm going to be quick because I usually am brief because I talk with statistics, not opinion. Yes. Michael, I believe um, that the view that you're expressing is one that's shared by the men you speak to, yes? Absolutely. Right. And I don't disbelieve that because birds of like plumage migrate in droves. We tend to socially associate psychologically with persons who share our views. So while I'm a majority of the men you speak to may share that view, you probably also find a few who don't. Yeah? Not and we really. Can't. I mean,
3: the, the guy who spoke right, on this so line is the first person I ever heard say to say such a thing.
7: The guys that you speak to, Michael, share your view. The gentlemen that Hilaire and uh, Clive speak to may share their views because we right. tend to associate with people who support our view of the world, our worldview. That's true. Yes? Yeah? That's Statistically true. Statistically speaking, however... What we find is that among the very religious, at least one-third of them have had extramarital affairs. Mm -hmm. 3 quarters of them have had premarital sexual experiences. And this is based on the Janus report, which was done, which is a wide cross-section of persons. Other research shows us that whatever you see happening in the larger community, statistically, it's also happening sexually within the church. So not just persons like yourself who have a faith that you adhere to, but persons outside the church are committing the same sexual acts, yes. are prey okay. to sexual <clears throat> uh, diseases at the same rate. And that's why when you work in a research, as HIV researchers myself, you learn to disaggregate the information. There will be persons who, like yourself, believe that a woman's number of sexual partners thinks are more or less suitable for marriage. And I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you that there are people who think that. But there also is a large portion as well that doesn't think that. And we yeah, can see yeah. that in the statistics that come through in the HIV um, questionnaires that we do around sex, sexuality, condom use, number of partners, et cetera, and the ones that we do in the church and outside the church. So the right. statistics don't Dr. support Dr. your view. Dr. 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 Ma'am,
6: listen to, listen, listen to the statistic to that you just cited. Hold up.
7: You cited oh. a, you, you're, hold up. Her
6: statistic was talking about... Sexual behavior of certain people groups from different views—that's one thing. Well, what I'm talking about is the preference men have when it comes to the type okay. of women that they select so, to get so married Michael, to. That's very—that's that's nothing me, that your let statistics let are going to deal me. with, man. Michael. Me,
5: you
3: Michael, don't know Michael,
7: that. And I respectfully,
6: I know it. Obviously, it offends
2: you
9: because maybe you love you the wrong way.
2: Michael and Dr. C, and Dr. C, Dr. C we, we only have know, two minutes. I'm going to Shanika. Are you hearing us?
9: Yes, I'm hearing you.
2: Shanika, come in really quickly and, and just leave um some comments Shanika. We only have two minutes.
9: Really quickly. Um, so my my first my first is actually a question. How would you know how many sexual partners a female's had when making that determination as to whether or not she should be a one night stand or she should be marriage material? Because there's no way to prove or disprove how many sexual partners someone's had. Right. Um I know plenty cool. of people who've had a number of sexual partners um, in one town, move to another town, and <laughs> they, they <laughs> become friends. So a it's virgin. impossible. It's uh, impossible, uh, Michael, for you to figure out how many partners your 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 partner has had. Um, that's whoo. number one. And this demographic of people that you're you're referring to, it's it's the same reason I don't know any Trump supporters because you you. You talk to, you deal with, you associate with people, like-minded yes. people, with the same mentality yes. as you. So of course, the people you're talking to are going to have the same opinion. I know plenty to guys whose well, opinions differ. Well, hold on, that that's people. not we true because leave. I have we I have, have many stop. friends and many people I, what, I associate slide, with slide, slide. that have Shall totally different positions than myself.
2: Yeah. We have to continue. Folks, we might have to pick up this discussion next week. So Michael, I want you to listen to the show next week. We're going to have a part two. This okay. needs to be extended. This needs to be extended. We want you back, Michael. Yes. Thank you very much, Dr. Carpenter. We want you back as well. As well as Shanika. And guys, we want yes. you all back. We're going to try and get Damien Williams. Again, he was Christian. Folks, we have to get out of here right now. This is Shelley Siegel with Team. Big up to Free Thinking Island. See you next week.
5: Yes. The dip got him